Hello, and welcome to a special episode of Schoolja, The Recess Brief. A break from our regularly scheduled episodes of Teacher Talk that is short and silly. Not unlike us. Right. I'm Chad. And I'm Clint. You know, after 15 years of presenting in front of students all day, a teacher is bound to find themselves in some pretty uncomfortable situations. That's right. So over the next three recess briefs, we will be talking about some of our most memorable, embarrassing moments in teaching. But Clint, I'm not sure how excited I am to relive these. Well, this was your choice, so you're going to be okay, buddy. Chad? Take it away. As you know, if you're in teaching long enough, at some point, you're going to find yourself in front of a school as some sort of rally or assembly, uh, pretty much making a fool of yourself. I never know why I say yes to these things, and I know some teachers probably enjoy doing this, but I definitely don't. Uh, so I don't think anyone would argue the idea is when we do these kind of things, basically the whole point of it is just let's watch teachers pretty much make fools of themselves. Right. I mean, that's kind of the idea with these things. I yeah. don't think anyone's looking for the actual entertainment value and watching us lip sync to something or uh, dance a Britney Spears song. No, we're not professional dancers. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So when I was student teaching, I got talked into lip syncing for a boy band. I'm pretty sure the song was Bye Bye Bye. Oh, that's a good one. So anyway, so we get we get talked into doing a lip sync deal. I think the assembly was West Salem Idol. That was the school I was student teaching at, and it was supposed to be kind of a play on American Idol. Right. So myself and three other male teachers, we got roped into this. I think it was maybe like the cheerleaders or some group that helped choreograph it. We spent like a couple weeks, no joke, meeting and choreographing a dance to Bye Bye Bye. Um, so anyway, so there's like this long buildup the entire time. I'm just asking myself, like, why did I volunteer to do this? I do remember wearing a puffy vest Ooh. with uh, with no sleeves uh, and no shirt under <laughs> underneath. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm pretty sure also I remember wearing ski goggles, which uh -huh. I don't know if that was um, part of the look at the time with the oh, boy bands. Very popular. Um, so I just remember being absolutely mortified as I walked to the middle of the gym in front of you know about a thousand kids, and we did the performance, which was probably way too long and drawn out. That tends to be the case with many of these things. Like there's a little shock value at first, and then you keep going, and then everyone <laughs> yeah. kind of starts to get bored of you making an idiot of yourself. Yeah, a little bit. I really can't think of too many times in my life where I've just wanted to like run straight from a situation because I was just so humiliated, and that was definitely one of those where I almost did. Uh, anyway, by the time we were done, I think we got a pretty good ovation, so I've probably felt a little bit better about that. But man, I hated that. And 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 like I said when I first told that story, like I I know there are people out there. There's teachers out there that that's probably one of their most favorite things to do. They love it. I'm just not that guy. Yeah, those are tough and hard to resist because those kids can be persuasive. Well, and you know what they do a lot? They they always start with the or or right after they pitch it to you, they always let you know that someone else has already said yes. Right. Just a little bit of guilt. And so you usually kind of right then be like, all right, I'll do it. And then as soon as they like walk out of the room, you're going, man, why did I say yes to that? Yeah. <laughs> so what do you got? Uh, we once had a parent distribute a flyer for a side business that he was running where we could order okay. tamales for lunch and he would bring them in for us the next day. And I really love Mexican food sure. and had never had tamales before. So this seemed like the perfect opportunity for me to try them out and I could help a guy who's a parent of one of our kids. Uh -huh. He's got a small local business. Thought it would be great. So I ordered the spicy chicken because I had heard that tamales have a coating that makes them kind of bland if they don't have much spice to them. Okay. And the next day I bit into my first tamale and everything was fine. 
and uh, I really liked it. But after just a few bites, my mouth suddenly erupted uh-huh. into a flaming pile of liquid hot magma. <laughs> I didn't want to look like a wimp, so I finished all three of my flaming tamales, uh, gulping down mass quantities of chocolate milk that was for some reason in the staff refrigerator. Uh-huh. You know they say with the spicy food, like you got to go with the milk to what you know to to make the mouth feel better. Yeah. So I drank all this chocolate milk, and unfortunately. I'm also lactose intolerant. Oh, no. Yeah, I had all this milk and spicy food in my system, and then the bell rang for me to head back to class. I'm nervous where this is going. Yeah, so I went back to class, and I taught for a while and got the kids going, and everything was fine. And then all of a sudden, and I can distinctly remember the feeling of this bomb dropped down into the bottom of my gut. (laughs) And this voice said, hey, man. We got to go. It's like, oh, no. And I've got all these kids in my room, and I couldn't just leave them. So I opened my door, and I was kind of doing this awkward little dance, not the pee dance, but the other dance, (laughs) trying to hold it all in. And I started looking up and down the halls for someone to save me. And I finally, somebody walked by, and it's the sweetest woman in the world whose daughter I happened to also be teaching, not in that class, but that year. Mm And I just pulled her into the room and was like, I got to go tamales and just ran out. (laughs) Uh, So my mouth was really hot from this food, but at least then I had some milk to quench the flames. Right. There was no no such luck on the way out. No. I suddenly knew what a booster rocket on the space shuttle must feel like. (laughs) And I was a little worried that I was going to go down like the Challenger in 86. Yeah. It was unpleasant. And a full 15 minutes later. I limped back to my room like a bow-legged cowboy. (laughs) Thankfully, that teacher didn't ask me what took me so long, and it actually took me several years to tell her. (laughs) And uh, I no longer eat tamales. So that was the moral of the story for me. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, and if you're lactose intolerant, man, wow. Yep. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. You know, that's that's one of the things about just being a teacher is, like, when you're in that classroom, um, it's hard to find someone to cover for you if you got to step out in emergency situations. Right. Well, I'm glad uh, that that could have been a lot worse, buddy. It could have. It could have. It, it was it was yeah. pretty good. It was a it was a uh, well-known joke around the school for a long time. Of if, <laughs> if I ever had to leave my room, someone would go, did you eat a tamale? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. And that's it for this recess brief. We'll release these three embarrassing shorts one at a time in between our regular episodes. Let us know who you thought had the most awkward teaching moment this time by contacting us on Facebook and Twitter at SchoolGiaPod. Or you can always email us at SchoolGiaPodcast at gmail.com. Next week in our full episode, we will be taking a deep dive into the glories of winter weather. So be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And while you're there, why not give us a review? The more ratings we have and written reviews we get, the easier it is for others to find us. Special thanks to Corey Logan for our dope cover art, and my talented wife Nikki for the intro and outro music you are grooving to right now. Yep, you know what they say, it takes a village to make a podcast. No one says that. Well, it's something like that. Hey, thanks for listening. See you next week.